Hi, everyone. Welcome to the topic. I'm here with my friend Kelly. Kelly, feel free to introduce yourself. Hi, I'm Kelly. Um, I'm an incoming student at UChicago. I'm so excited to be on this podcast. Um, so Kelly's a recent graduate from South River High School, and like she said, she'll be attending the University of Chicago in the fall with an environmental and urban studies major with a minor in architecture on a full tuition merit scholarship. So the University of Chicago is one of the most prestigious colleges in the nation, ranked number six by U.S. News and World Reports. Located in Chicago, duh, the acceptance rate for the class of 2026 reached an all-time low of 5%, which is crazy, beating schools such as Cornell and Dartmouth. So the University of Chicago is still test optional, but the average SAT score was a 1520 and an ACT score of 34. So this makes University of Chicago extremely competitive from a statistics standpoint. But I remember I talked about this briefly in um, in Key Club, Kelly, but um, what was your GPA and SAT score, if you remember? My GPA, unweighted, was around 3.9 and weighted was 4.5-ish. I think it was a bit higher than that. Okay. Um, and my SAT score was a 1450 and my ACT score was a 33. So I was a bit on the lower end of yeah. the range but I was still like very competitive when it came to the schools that I applied to but can you talk about your SAT score progression a little bit because I remember hearing about it in key club I remember you said that you improved over time yes um I definitely struggled with the SAT the ACT was something I took like twice and I remember it being so much easier for me the SAT I definitely had to work on my score I think I took it officially three times mm-hmm. um and I was started around in the 1300 range. I actually had a lower first SAT score than my PSAT score, <sighs> which I was really disappointed <sighs> yeah. about. Um, but I just, I, even though it was test optional, I was like, this is something I want to keep working on. And it, so I did start studying a lot more. I actually entered a study, like a course on the SAT called um, CRANS, K-R-A. NSE, which was taught by like someone on like Shark Tank. And I found that was very helpful. I definitely, I just needed to improve my math score. And so I went up like a hundred points, which I was really happy about. Okay. Um, Yeah. Like I, I remember thinking it's optional, but I want to be able to like say that, okay, I got the score I wanted at these schools I'm in. Cause I knew people, I knew everyone was taking the SAT and I knew people with like really high scores yeah. and I wanted to be able to say that I got in based off my own merit okay no that makes sense but for the um I'm in that institute as well but did you do like all the vocab quizzes and stuff like that no <laughs> I skipped them all I was I honestly only studied for the math section okay yeah because the math is a lot easier to improve on because it's just you either know it or you don't but yeah I'm halfway through it right now and I'm just like I can't do the vocab like I literally can't but um yeah the math is definitely like a little bit of struggle for me too but I'm scheduled to take the August SAT and I also my first SAT score in March was in the 1300s and it's I, I feel like I need to take it again and said like and submit a better score, but I'm just kind of panicked just because I don't think I'm ready enough for the August one. But I like I know that there is an October one, but I feel like I'm coming so close to deadlines and stuff. I took the October one, so don't worry about that. Um, Did you take the August one too, or no? I didn't. I was out of. I was away on vacation, so I couldn't okay. take the August one. Okay. I came back from vacation took the ACT for a second time that same weekend like I got back um 
And then the next month I took the SAT. So you definitely have time. I remember the day before I took the October SAT, I just stayed home from school and studied. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, yeah, like I know a lot of people who studied a lot harder than I did. I uh-huh. definitely, if I like went back, I probably would have practiced earlier and for longer. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's a panic. It's a whole panic. But um, do you think, well, because some people say like they want to submit scores because in the back of their head, they'll have like an internal freak out thinking that this is holding them back. Is that kind of how you felt? I, you know, I like talked about it for a while because I had good ACT yeah. scores. So I was like, do I need to submit an SAT? And I thought about it for a while. And I went ahead with it because I wanted to have a good foundation all across yeah. the board. I don't think SAT scores are and your grades are the most important part of your application, like at all. But I wanted schools to be able to say, like, okay, she has acceptable scores. Now let's move on to her okay, other that strengths. Makes complete sense. And I also, I also didn't want anyone to be able to say, like, oh, you got in, like, based off like affirmative action or something. I wanted to be able to prove, like, I. I'm just as smart as you guys. Like I have the okay, same test Okay, no, scores. that makes complete sense. Yeah. And I feel like at a certain point, I don't know. I'm just scared of it looking fishy if I don't submit a score, I think. But I don't know. I'm just going to... There are definitely people that didn't. Um, and there are definitely people that submitted high scores and didn't get in. So... Yeah. Yeah. Like I know a girl who got into Harvard and Yale with no SAT scores. I don't, I don't even know. It's so weird. But I just, I think I, I think internally I'm going to have to submit some things. So I'm going to keep studying really hard and keep going at it. But um mortal activity what were you involved in in high school in high school I you know I tried a bit of everything my yeah I feel like you were really involved (laughs) my freshman year and then later I kind of solidified on certain things so like the main clubs I was in was uh best buddies um our school's black lives matter club our key club the principal's advisory council um girls like outside of schools I outside of school I was also in girl scouts and karate and I did track for like a couple of years yeah okay um was there any like did you have leadership in best buddies and I know key club obviously you're vice president but did you have leadership in key club and like your other clubs and stuff I was the president of best buddies my senior year um I was the president of our black lives matter club our senior year and also an officer junior year and um, I was a, the vice president of Key Club. That was pretty much it for my leadership positions in school. I remember how close that election was between yes. you guys. Honestly, that was crazy. Um, and But did you have one of these extracurriculars that you think made you stand out or was one that was extremely important to you personally? Or do you think that you were just curious about a lot of things? Um, the ones I was most passionate about were definitely Best Buddies and Black Lives Matter. Okay. That took up a lot of my time senior year, but I'm like completely okay with that. Yeah. Um, I had been in Best Buddies since my freshman year and yeah. it, it's by far my favorite club I've ever participated in. Uh-huh. I got to meet so many new people and just gain a really like great understanding of what like it means to be like unique and how to advocate for people with disabilities I actually took that a step further with Girl Scouts and did my gold award project on disability advocacy Uh and worked with the special education class in our school which was really great because I'm you know I'm friends with a lot of those students in that class and I want to see them succeed and just live their best lives and Black Lives Matter was also very important to me which that started 
in the school year 2020 school year my junior year and did you start it it yourself I didn't start it myself I found out about it through National Honor Society which I was also in I forgot to mention that (laughs) Um, um and I you know I wrote to the current president asking if I could like join their officer team because I had some ideas on how to improve it and expand it. And that was when school was completely virtual. So we had people coming to weekly meetings to talk about their experiences and issues facing the nation. And the next year I was tasked with bringing that format into an in-person environment. Yeah. Which is totally different. Yeah. And I was really pleased to see that. I think by the end of the school year, we had around like 40, 50 members and just people seemed to really enjoy the club and I you know I I was working with the administration our school's administration to try and like make change in the school and address issues I was seeing so I was really proud of the work I did with that club and I'm hoping that it can continue in the future even though I'm not at South River I'm sure it totally will but that's so cool how you just reached out and just put yourself out there I think that's so important with even gaining anything in the first place like just putting yourself out there um but did you write a lot about these advocacy? Did you talk about your adv- advocacy for Black Lives Matter a lot in your applications, do you think? I did. Well, my actual like common app essay was a- about like an experience I had had with yeah. um protesting in 2020 because I my my dad was is a former DC police officer and I protested in DC in oh, 2020 and it kind of caused like conflict in my family. So I just, I wrote about that experience and, you know, c- coming to terms with my identity as that a black so person while having a white cop as a father and what that meant to me as I wow. continued to advocate for Black Lives Matter. Um, and my whole co- like application kind of revolved around, like there yeah. are certain ideas I wanted to show more than anything and I was really like my advocacy for um underprivileged groups whether it be um you know people in the black community or people disabled people I wanted to show that throughout my application so that was what a lot of my essays were about that's super interesting wow that's a really really interesting position to even be in I I never would have pictured that but also with best buddies I was in best buddies my freshman year and then we got out for COVID and I just never got back into it which made me so sad because it was, it was fun when I went, but then we got out for COVID in March, and I just, oh, I wish I was still in it. Yeah, it was a hard year yes. online um, trying to communicate with people. So I was very glad we were in person again, like, last year. Yeah, yeah. Um, uh, just about your major, I would say. Um, so you're majoring in, you said, environmental and urban yes. studies. So did you have a previous um, – you weren't in STEM, right? No, I wasn't. Okay, so did you have any previous – interest in this or experience that happened that made you choose to major in this? So I had always wanted to become a civil engineer. Okay. And then junior year I took, I was in Project Lead the Way throughout yeah. high school. And junior year I took a class, I took both calculus and a class in civil engineering and architecture. And I left the year thinking, I don't want to be a civil engineer. I, I, <laughs> calculus is not for me. I realized I don't want to like work on construction sites. Like that's just not my thing. Yeah. Um, So I was like, maybe I want to become an architect. Like I'll lean more into the design part of it. And actually what like progressed my idea, like 
my interest in architecture was the summer, like pre-college summer programs I did um, before my senior year. And I learned about architecture from a like social justice perspective, which is essentially what environmental and urban studies is. So that's why I ended up selecting that as my major. I applied to most schools as an architecture major, but UChicago doesn't have that unless you're it only falls under the category of like art history. So I would have officially been an art history major, which oh. is what I wanted to do. Yeah, so you don't want that. That's why I'm minoring in architecture and I'll, you know, go to grad school and then become an architect. Okay. Okay. That's super interesting. Yeah. It, when you think you want to be something, you take a class on it and you're like, holy shit, maybe never mind. <laughs> like, it's really like. Yes. Uh, just into the application process. Congratulations on your Thank choice you. of Chicago. Um that's incredible. And it's so exciting too. But how many colleges, you might not even remember, but um, this is important to me because like right now today, I'm filing, finalizing my college list. But how many colleges did you apply to? I applied to 13 schools in total. And let me tell you, my college list was not finalized until I like finished the applications. Like I was constantly really? adding schools, removing schools. I That makes me feel better then. I kind of reg- like my approach to the college application process may not have been the best because I just applied to schools I could think of off the top of my head. Um, There's really no rhyme or reason to it. Yeah. (laughs) I I wish I had done more research before. Did you apply to Maryland? I did. Yes. Okay. Okay. Um, And did you apply to any schools early decision? Uh, Early decision? No. I applied to four schools early, um, but I didn't want to be like in a, like a locked box but I there's one note I I um <laughs> applied to one so I applied to Princeton early action and they have a restrictive early action so I could only apply to other public schools early which is why I could only apply to four total <laughs> early oh so you okay isn't it isn't it R-E-A yes which I didn't know until I started <laughs> applying, and I was like, "What?" Um, but that was that actually worked out best for me because I feel like I could not have applied okay. to all the schools I had wanted to early action. I just would not have finished in time. Okay, so why did you choose to apply to Princeton REA? Um, that was my top choice at the time. I again, I like I'm not quite sure what the reasoning behind that was. I think yeah. it was because it's the top school in the country. And I was like, oh, I want to go to school in New Jersey. Like, it's an Ivy League. I want to go. Yeah. Um, and so, I, you know, I said, I'll apply to this one early and apply to a couple other state schools. Like, I applied to UMD, UVA, and Penn State. And let me tell you, if I could, like, give you anyone any advice, yes, unless please. you know financially, like, you can go to an, a state school out of st- for an out-of-state cost – I wouldn't even bother applying unless you like really want to go there. Um, the Penn State, like I got into the Penn State Honors Program. Yeah. And did this long application for it. It was a complete waste of time. Like I wasn't <laughs> going to go there. They didn't give me any financial aid. Um, same with UVA. <laughs> I hear that they're so stingy. I hear that they're. I hear that Penn State is like so stingy with aid. Uh, yeah. Well, a lot of any like a lot of state schools are just not willing to give. Um, financial aid to out-of-state school yeah. students at least that's what I found in my experience yeah or uh, not just financial aid it wasn't it was merit aid I was in a position financially where I had struggled to get 
financial like need-based aid yeah um so I was relying on merit scholarships and they don't give those out of state (laughs) oh my god stop is it the same with UVA too probably yes it was gonna be 80k to go to school in Virginia I was like what (laughs) yeah my dad and I were researching and we're also in that position where we don't really qualify for um need-based but it is needed but so yeah. we were looking, we were, man, like UVA in-state tuition at 21, but out of state's 55. We were like, what? <laughs> yeah. And then they don't like discuss room and board until they like mail you that financial aid like statement. And you're like, oh my God, like why would I pay $79,000 to go to this school? <laughs> it's so, it's like a heart attack almost. It's a heart attack in an envelope. But um, so I don't like... Maybe, I think I'm remembering you talking about this in psychology, but you got into Princeton, right? Yes, I did. So I applied early and I got deferred the night before my birthday in December, which was kind of sad. Um, but deferring, like if you're deferred, like don't take that as a denial. It yeah. is not a denial because I got in um, regular round and I was super excited about it. Definitely wanted to go. Um but what happened was finance, like finances were a big part of my college decision process. Yeah. And I, they were only willing to give so much aid. The Ivy League has a contract where they cannot give merit aid. It has to be need-based and their need-based aid wasn't cutting it for my family. I would have had to take out like a serious amount of loans. Yeah. And so it just wasn't realistic. Yeah, for sure. Um. That makes a ton of sense. But um, did you apply to any other Ivy League schools or was it just Princeton? I did. Um, I got waitlisted at the rest and then I was rejected from Harvard. I, so I got waitlisted at Yale and Columbia, which uh-huh. I, I, I just rejected from Harvard. It's funny because everyone I know that got into an Ivy League got either waitlisted or rejected from the rest. It seems like they – so the Ivy League is actually in, like, trouble because they communicate with each other. Really? And it seems like – if they know you're like you're probably gonna accept one school over the rest, they're gonna yield you at those other schools. Oh, oh my gosh! Stop. This isn't like for everyone. Like if you're like you know like a really great candidate, they'll let you into like yeah. however many you apply to. Yeah. But you, if you have a demonst- if you're showing demonstrated interest in one over the rest of like I applied early to Princeton, so. Clearly, I Interest. was more interested in that yeah. than the rest of them. Yeah. They're, they don't want people to decline them, essentially. Yeah. So they're just going to waitlist you and see what happens. Honestly, yeah. And then see if you accept your spot on the waitlist, essentially. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. My dad and I are talking about that. Did you apply to Penn or no? No, I didn't. Oh, yeah. My dad went to Penn um, and he got in early, just like way back in the day. He also wants me to apply to Penn early, but just to show that interest and in showing like, I wouldn't deny them, but it's like, I don't know. Early decision is such like a, such a crazy yeah, so thing. So I only some of them, some of them do early decision and some do restricted early action. Yeah. I personally, like I was not ready to commit to early decision at, at all. A lot of people at UChicago do early decision. There are two rounds of early decision. Oh, I which heard about I didn't that. I heard no until that. afterwards. <laughs> I applied regular decision. I actually almost didn't apply to U Chicago. That's Are you kind serious? Of I applied because the application was free. If you were being considered for financial aid, you get a free application. Like they don't check at all. So 
I was very late in my application process. Or like, it, so I applied regular decision. It was one of the last applications I was working on. And I just remember being so like exhausted. Like I did like eight applications over Christmas oh, break. Stop. And <laughs> don't procrastinate like I did. Um, I, and, but luckily what really spoke, like what really got to me in the U Chicago like application process is their essays are so different than any other school's uh-huh. essays. You get to pick from like six of them and they're all like really weird. Right. Um, my essay that I chose to do was what if a celestial object was made out of another, like another object? So I said, what if the sun was made out of gold? And I just sat down one night and like wrote this like paper about like essentially like comparing like the sun being made out of gold to like diamond mining in Africa. Like that's what I drew inspiration oh from. And I just wrote like this very creative narrative piece and I submitted it. And, you know, like I really like doing that rather than just writing, you know, your typical essays about like, what's an, what's an experience that <laughs> yeah. changed you while doing an activity in yeah. high school? Like, I mean, those are fine, but I definitely liked you. That's so interesting. Like, yeah. I saw that approach. UPenn this year has one that write a thank you note to someone that you wish you could or something like that. But I, I am literally starting that stuff today. But, um, so like you said that you applied to eight colleges over Christmas break. Did you, when did you actually start your applications? I started my application. So my applications, there were different stages. If I was like, I, the schools I selected for early action, that is all I worked on for that like month. But what were those due? Yeah. Those were due, no, yeah. like, I think November 1st or something. Yes. Um, I probably didn't start those until September. Okay, yeah, because Arusa was like, yeah, I had everything in by September. And I'm like, oh, my God. I did not. I was absolutely last minute about everything. <laughs> but were all your were all your friends like you two or were they um, all, like, but, on the ball? Probably it was a mix. mix. So some of my friends only applied to, like, one or two schools, I like, maybe four and a lot of their applications didn't have supplemental essays or like very few. I know a girl okay, applied okay. to 17 schools. Like one of my other friends did that. And so she was kind of like me and was just applying, you know, continuously. Um, I did, you know, take essays I had previously written for like the earlier applications and then edit them for later ones. But I found myself, yeah, you know, yeah. spending a lot of time on my essays. So I did end up yeah, for sure. Leaving my job for a couple of months. Luckily, I was in a position I could do that. I wasn't, you know, I didn't do any sports my senior year. I essentially committed myself to school and my college applications. You know, school included my extracurricular uh-huh. activities because those were very important to me senior year. Part of. Yeah, they yeah, were part, part of my of application. application. And I felt I didn't want to do everything early because I was having like transformative experiences throughout the school year that I wanted to write about like my so Uh I did project lead the way so I had my engineering capstone class throughout my senior year and that was so important to me and like what I was working on I talked about it in my college interviews I wrote about it in some of Uh my applications you know I things were continuously happening happening to me that I wanted to include in my application so I didn't want to submit everything too early and Really, there's no like incentive to submit everything early besides getting that weight off your chest. Yeah, because it's not rolling yeah. like it's not a rolling deadline. They're gonna look it's at not. everything at it's once. Not. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, 
I bringing up interviews. Uh, what colleges did you have interviews for? And like, were those what were those like for you? Were they stressful? I did. And my first interview was for the Penn State Honors College, which I'll just like take as like, oh, I also did one for Princeton around that that time. Um, so all the Ivy League schools did it, I think, except for Columbia, which I also applied for. Um, was that was that super nerve wracking for you? It actually, I actually really like the interview part of really? the process. It's a bit easier than continuously writing essays because someone's on the other side. And a lot of the time, they're, they haven't read any of your application. They just want to help you, essentially. Like, they'll talk to you about their experience at the college. You can ask, come with questions prepared. Like, there are a couple tips I have for interviews. Come with questions prepared. Um, be confident and, like, that whether whatever that means like to you i would always dress nicely i would typically like it was at home it was virtual i would still wear like jeans i'd spray on perfume just because i know like that makes me feel confident when i'm out in public and like whether that means wearing a nice top and sweatpants for you like (laughs) whatever works for you um (laughs) and come with talking points already decided i no matter what like some people will go back, like, will spend hours rehearsing questions and answers and stuff. That's not really beneficial. Come, yeah. like, write down a few things you want to bring up, you want to address, and make sure no matter what questions are asked, you talk about those things. Okay. Um, they could ask me a question and I would, like, answer it. And then I would bring up what I wanted to speak about. And uh-huh. I felt that worked best for me. Um, like, so I think I interviewed for Princeton the Penn State Honors College, Yale, Harvard, Stanford. And so my hardest interview was actually at Notre Dame because Uh I was considered for a merit scholarship. So I had to go through an interview process for that. And that was two parts. The first part was incredibly difficult. It was not with another person. It was in like (laughs) a program. And they would give oh. me a question and I had like 30 seconds to prepare and then I had a minute to answer. And I no. remember just in between one of the questions, I like just like started tearing up. I was like, I can't do this. Like it you're was like, just, no, you're like, this so, is like the questions were difficult. They were like weird. Um, I actually ended up, and then the next part of it was, oh, like was actually like through Zoom and I was talking with other people and that was a lot better in my opinion i did get the merit scholarship though okay okay there we go yeah that that's a lot of stuff that i just don't know like syrup that's just a lot all at once especially like having a whole year of online school not talking and you're just thrown into everything all at once a lot of my interviewers i found like common ground with one of them his kids um were like very like into best buddies like they helped create like one of our fundraisers that like happens every year um another one um I think her brother was an architect and I like brought up like you know I would they gave you their contact information before you set up the interview so just like look up stuff about them like check out their LinkedIn um completely cyber stuff yeah like they they encourage it like a lot of the time they'll link their put their LinkedIn in the email um so, you know, you could, like, I talked to them, like, I, my first interviewer was an engineering professor at the Naval Academy. A lot of them will oh. be from your area. So that's really great okay. for one. And, you know, I yeah. talked to her about my work in my engineering class and things like, like what I, and she like gave me tips for it. So they definitely want to see you succeed. Yeah. Okay. That makes a lot of sense. 
That's really good. And also I feel like being from the same area like gives you at least some sort of like connection. Yeah, sense. like they'll yeah. They'll know about something that you're doing. Okay. That's okay, that's good. That makes me feel better. Um this is something I'm very curious about because it's kind of coming up, up a lot now with my friends and stuff like that. But did you tour any of the schools that you were applying to? I only toured like two before I applied. Um, one okay. was Princeton and uh-huh. the other was Duke. And that was just because I was visiting relatives in Durham. Um, okay. I definitely should have toured more schools. I did do a couple like virtual tours um, or just like looking up like YouTube, like stuff on YouTube about the schools. Um Yeah. Because of COVID, it was kind of difficult for me to schedule tours. Um, yeah, for sure. But I wish I had done a bit more research because I would, like, kept changing my list. Um, and uh-huh. then there were some schools I, like, couldn't tour. Like, I wasn't going to fly out to California to go visit Berkeley. Um, <laughs> or, like, fly out to visit Stanford. What's great is if you do get into schools, sometimes they'll fly you out. Uh, that Notre okay. Dame did that for me for their admitted students weekend. Um so you get you to go? go on campus, you know, before you decide. I, yeah. funny enough, I, I hadn't seen Chicago until after I was an admitted student at UChicago. Um, oh, but I went and they were just so nice. Like I signed up for a tour and then I was like, I'm not a prospective student. I like, I'm admitted, like I'm going here. And they were like, oh, that's so great. And they like, they set up a girl, you know, someone with one of their tour guides was free and she just gave me a completely private tour of the school which was so nice to see like yeah I like felt I left Chicago feeling so much more confident about my decision okay then that's awesome yeah because Chicago I liked it so much more than New York I I literally loved it and I'm not really like much of a city person I would say but I literally loved Chicago so I think it's so cool you're going there I wish I could have seen the campus but it's okay but yeah I haven't toured a single school (laughs) and it's so bad don't even like if you're worried about that, just go on YouTube. I, like, can't stress yeah. enough how, like, good those college videos are. My parents and I would watch them all the time together. Like, that was our family <laughs> pastime. <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah, I'm – well, because, like, I want to go when there are students there. Um, But we start school this year at South River the 30th of August. Um, And I think the SAT on the 27th. But um, – so, I, like, want to study for that now. But I might – um. So I think I'm going to Cornell and UPenn um, on days off of the school year, but I don't know. I think I just need to decide what like, what round I want to do the application. You know what I mean? Like what like, like yeah. we were talking about, like what I'm comfortable with and stuff like that. But yeah, honestly, I might look at some virtual tours because I feel like with our technology now, they're probably um, pretty high quality at this point. But um, about you, Chicago, narrowing down your choice to you, Chicago, was it just I know that money was a big factor, um, but were you cho- were you hesitant about choosing Notre Dame or U Chicago? Was it between those two, or is it were you just oh I love U Chicago, I'm going here, or what do you think it was? So I got into U Chicago, like I found out actually during school, like a lot of my college acceptances I've like recorded, I like waited until I got home to do. I apparently never made like a portal for U Chicago. I didn't <laughs> I didn't know when the like decision I like missed when the decisions were coming out. I was like <laughs> at a movie. So I found out during school like from a random email about like an admitted students day. Um so I was super like excited about getting in, but I still had to hear from a lot more schools. So at the end at the end of the whole process it came down to three schools. It came down to well, actually, it almost came down to just two. I was really deciding between Princeton and Notre Dame. U Chicago, like, 
gave me a lot of yeah. good money, but I wasn't like set on it just yet because Princeton would have been around the same yeah. price. Whereas Notre Dame offered me a ton of money and scholarships, but I just, it wasn't the school for me. Um, so what happened was we were going through the process of appealing my financial aid as like my family was doing that together. So you absolutely can like talk to the schools like, Hey, this isn't enough money for me and just see yeah. how they respond. Um, Princeton was very unwilling to give more money. So, and I, at the same time, I had also started going to admitted students events and I went to one for you, Chicago thinking like, Oh, I'm not sure if I'm yeah. going to go here yet. But I just really loved the students I was surrounded by. And I had such a okay. great time at that event, just meeting people and feeling like, okay, I would feel comfortable going to school with these like other students. So did you not and feel the same way at the other stuff or was it just different? It was different. Like I, Notre Dame just wasn't the school for me. I felt like it just wasn't okay. my vibe. Um, Princeton was a, more along the vibe, like more along like where I wanted to be in terms of like the student environment and such but it also had like this kind of sense of like you know it's an ivy league school so it's a bit yeah. more elite um you chicago has a, like a similar acceptance rate but not the same yeah. history uh, necessarily yeah. so and but at the so that was kind of like tucked away in the back of my mind like okay i really like the student body at you chicago and what happened was when Princeton was like, we're not giving you more money. Like they gave me like 4,000 <laughs> yeah, extra. Um, my dad emailed you Chicago, like, cause they sent an email, like, is there anything we can Aww. do like to help you in your decision process? Like they sent that to everyone. And my dad responded, like, I didn't know he did this. And was like, here's the deal. Like he, it was a very informal email. He was like, here's the deal. <laughs> this is her top school. I don't know if that was true at the time, but this is her top school. She, but we can't afford it, like, without any more yeah. financial aid. You know, Notre Dame, if she went there, it would only be, like, 15K a year. Is there any way that you could – and, like, she has very, like, other competitive offers. Is there any way that you could adjust the financial aid so that she can go yeah. to UChicago? And the person he emailed responded immediately. It was, like, we're having our merit scholarship, you know, like, meetings. We're considering all that this week. I'm going to bring – Kelly up as a potential okay. candidate and within a few days I got an email saying that my full tuition was covered at You're U Chicago kidding. all I had to pay was room and board and like that's when I knew I was like this is yeah. the school for me I just I thought they were so responsive I had like trying to appeal financial aid at Princeton was <laughs> difficult I had like they weren't responding to my emails I had to go through like the portals and all this process and U Chicago was just, I could tell they really wanted yeah. me as a student and I just really liked uh -huh. the school. So like that just kind of like everything kind of fell into okay. place at that no, point. That totally makes sense. That's so nice of your dad to do that too. Um, that, damn, that's really interesting to think about. But also I'm not really surprised. Like, I don't know. U Chicago just gives off that vibe if I'm being honest. But like – if when you're looking at schools, my like number one tip, if like finances are of like a a big deal for like how you're selecting your school, come up with a num like an estimation of what your parents are gonna pay before uh -huh. you apply to any schools. Because once you get into the application process and like get accepted into places, you know biases are gonna come okay. into play. Like 
like my dad really wanted me to go to Notre Dame, but I wasn't feeling it. So like, how do we address that in the future? Agree beforehand how much they're yeah. willing to pay so that the final decision is up to you and whether you want to take out loans or go to another school okay. on a scholarship, because I think that just makes everything much clearer. And it, you know, it's, it takes away some of the conflict. The final decision should be on you yeah. as a student, which is fortunately what I got from okay. Chicago. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense, like doing the decision for you and not for someone else. Um, I just have one more question. Did Maryland give you money or no? No. No, oh. not even a little. It's actually going to be cheaper for me to go to U Chicago than it would who be if would I went to Maryland. Thought, who would have ever thought? Yeah, because I know that like some people can get a ton of money and only have to go for like five grand a year. And then other people get literally zero dollars of money. Yeah. Um, I know like I know someone who got Maryland's top scholarship, the Banneker scholarship, which covers like everything. Um, she did not end uh-huh. up going there, <laughs> but yeah, no, they didn't give me money. And so I was, and I would have had to pay extra actually. Like I would have had to pay for my own orientation and things oh, like that. Yeah. You're so like, no, just, I'm not doing that. It was a safety school for me more yeah, than anything. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah I'm going to apply there. Lost that gonna, off the window. Actually, I think it's the only school I've ever been to is Maryland. I'm going to apply there, but, um, I think it's a, a good school to apply to if you live in Maryland. I remember just thinking, I, I've been there before. I didn't really like like it, but I could go there. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> um, so I guess just kind of like wrapping things up. Um, so if you have could have done anything different in your application process, would you say that it would just be knowing your financial capacity before applying, would you say? Um, that is a big one. Also, I would have looked more. It, I kind of went into the college application process hoping that everything would work out in the end. I should have done more research in the beginning. Um, like there are certain schools I really loved, like Berkeley or other state schools. That looking back on it, yeah, one girl, one girl from South River, one girl from South yes, South my friend Mega is going. Right? I got in, okay, but okay. they don't apply. They don't give any money out of state. So I just, you know, I, I kind of uh-huh. stopped considering that, even though I really love that school. Um, it's just like, no, like out of state, like state schools in other states aren't going to give you money. So do you really want to spend a ton of time on those applications? But at the same time, you might want to go ahead and do that because it's going to give you practice. I think the more that you yeah. write, the better your applications are going to be. So for sure. Like I just my biggest advice would be create a consistent theme in your applications. Um like focus okay. on like everything you do in life or like in your past few years of high school. Find some way to make that important to you. Even if like I went to France okay. for 2 weeks last summer. Like I certainly wasn't thinking about school at that time. I wrote about it in my applications. <laughs> I wrote about like the architecture I saw there and how it changed my world, like my view on American architecture and how I can improve American architecture. Really? Like just find a way to like see symbolism in everything that you do and it'll make your application okay, so much easier and never... so much more authentic. Write about like your genuine experience. Uh-huh. Okay. I would have never thought, see, this is really like good for me here. Cause I would have never thought about that. I remember seeing those pictures um, of you going on that vacation, but yeah, I'll have to somehow, I'll have to try to dig deeper, I think, and just think about, what things mean to me. Um, but just um, one last thing, what advice, 
I'm, I know that your senior year is like a little bit different, like just from coming off of a year of being virtual, but what advice would you give to incoming high school seniors? Like just advice, like not even about college, just like anything. Um, my advice to incoming high school senior, my senior year was packed. Um, I had a full schedule. <laughs> I, yeah, like, I will. Wait, how many APs did you take? I took four. Or four. Yeah. So I didn't take too many. My by full schedule, some of those classes were not like real classes. I took film studies <laughs> both semesters. Yeah. I had a teacher aid period. Um, I had to take sports medicine because I didn't have my graduation requirements yet. Um, yeah. Yeah. I think for my senior year, I have like, I well, because I'm in STEM, so I have to have a full schedule, but I have like five APs, I think. And then I have some fake classes. Like I have a gym, I think. And I have two other fake ones. I can't like. Um, so your senior year is super important. Don't slack off on any extracurricular activities. In fact, if anything, they matter now more than ever. Um, I, you know, I hadn't had an officer position in Best Buddies until my senior year when I became president. So I had this, that was a big commitment for me. And it really paid off in the long run, not just because of college applications, but I had an amazing time with it. And so just take it very seriously, but also have fun because uh -huh. this is your last year of high school. You want to go to all those school events, like just try and participate in your school environment as much as possible because that's, you know, it's going to give you an enriching experience and that is going to help your college applications, but it's also going to help you as a person. I yeah, went to for sure. you know, football games and different like school events I went to all my club stuff um and you know by the end of the year you have stuff like prom and you're just gonna walk away feeling really fulfilled so that would be okay. advice to high school seniors okay yeah yeah I think like it's it's overwhelming because right now I'm overwhelmed about the stuff I have to do like with just my applications and stuff like that but in like the SAT but then I think about like oh my god like when I get in school like it's gonna be everything all at once like I I'm gonna do what you did I'm not gonna work for the first couple yeah. months I just don't think I can do it personally but um it's crazy it's crazy but I think it's all good stuff though you know what I mean like it's all happy stuff it's just a lot it definitely it's overwhelming certainly <laughs> yeah. by the end of the school year you're gonna be like I don't want to ever hear the word college again or else I'm going to throw up um <laughs> but your teachers have so much more trust in you uh -huh. I remember like my classes senior year were some of the best classes I'd ever had. Like I loved AP Lit. I love my engineering that. class because I felt like for the first time my teachers were seeing me as an adult and yeah. they give you, they provide a lot of trust. They provide a lot of help. If you ever need help with anything, whether like college application process or anything else, your teachers will absolutely be there to support you. So uh -huh. senior year is, you know, it's a very good year. <laughs> Okay. Okay. Good. Yeah. Because when I like in junior year, oh my God, it was one terrible day. It was like I had AP world exam and then AP physics exam. And then I had tennis county championships. And then I had like this key club dinner with Arusa where I was being like inducted as president. I was like, mom, I can't do this. Like, I can't go to any of it. And she was like, well, it's all happy things. Yeah. And I was like, okay. Whatever. Happy problems. That's how I viewed my senior. <laughs> that's, that's exactly what it is. But yeah, okay. I think we've covered everything. Do you have any questions for me or anything? Um, No, I don't. Okay. This has been so fun. It was so nice catching up. And thank you so much for all of your advice. I feel like I definitely have like a clear image of everything. But yeah, thank you so much. And good luck in Chicago in the fall. Please post and let me know how it goes. Yes. Thank you so much. It was all so right. great speaking with you. Hi, Kelly.